Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash mmvpod. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Never Made Varsity Podcast. My name is David Rivero. You can find me on Twitter. Ooh, I almost had a conniption. And Twitter at D <laughs> underscore River underscore O. I just sort, I short-circuited for a second. Well, greetings, everybody. Welcome back. It's good to see everybody again. Oh, that's not how podcasts work. Uh, you can find me on social media at Heartbreak underscore underscore Kid. Oh, uh, I'm Aaron. Uh, I'm stressed and I'm tired. But it's Hanukkah, so I'm happy. And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron P. Friedman. How much is involved with that? Happy Hanukkah. It varies from person to person. Like, my grandma is like Hanukkah. I'm like Hanukkah. Some people are just like Hanukkah. Is your family anything like Andrew's family on Big Mouth? Um, Nicer than Andrew's family. <laughs> Fair. Not as much. Well... We do argue, but not like that. And I'm Colby. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start. The Colbs. Colby, do you wanna do you wanna tell everybody how you failed twenty eighteen? Oh yeah, sure. So if you're not friends with me on Facebook, um so there's a podcast I listen to, it's called Storm Spoilers. And at the beginning of the year last year, one of the hosts said my New Year's resolution for this year is to not fall down all of 2018. It's not really a high-stakes resolution, but it's fun to think about, and it's just a little thing to keep you going throughout the year. So don't fall down 2K18. And I was like, huh, that sounds fun. I'm going to try it. And I did. I won't say that there weren't times where I hit the deck. I played basketball a couple times and made a little hustle plays. But that's not falling, you know. It's more of a dive, more of a controlled. If I wanted to go down, I went down. There was not a part of this year where I hit the floor when I didn't want to hit the floor until Friday. On Friday, uh, we had to go move some um, coolers from the men's basketball locker room down to the hospitality suite. So we get down to the basketball arena, and every time we go down to Millis, we immediately start shooting around every single time because we're a bunch of athletic people working athletics who never actually get to play sports. So <laughs> we, we start shooting around and then we're like, hey, we should probably actually start doing what we came here to do. So one by one, kind of filter off the court, except for uh, me and one of my coworkers in marketing. So I take my one last shot, um, make it by the way, and I'm about to run off the court to catch up with everybody else. 
And I see her taking her last shot. And I was like, well, I'm not going to let this shot go unchallenged because I'm a shot eraser. I change shots at the rim. So <laughs> I go up. <laughs> I, you got the gold badge or, or what? I got gold shot eraser. Uh, I go up, uh, swipe at the ball. Uh, she pump fakes. It's whatever. Uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah, she just went with the pump fake. Uh, I was like, whatever. I need to hurry up and get downstairs before my boss yells at me. And I take a, I take a step, and I can feel like I'm not wearing athletic shoes. Like I was wearing just like my regular black dress shoes. And I was like, but I'm fine. And then I take a step. And at this point, I go into slow motion. Like, um, Hide and Seek by Imogene Heap is playing in the background. <laughs> it's uh, mm, what you what say. You say. <laughs> <laughs> My shoe comes off and it trips me and I, I feel my knee touch the ground and my two hands hit the ground. He is down by contact. I was down by contact. Um, and my, I immediately, it's like back on the ground. Went into the head over cobra. my head. Immediately. And I was like, I yelled no. Like it was <laughs> no. <laughs> in a near empty gym. Um, Alyssa's laughing at me. One of the people from facilities was like, um, Coach Smith had the 600th win, so they were, like, getting ready for that reveal on Saturday, <laughs> and she was just like, mind your own business while I'm wallowing on the court, <laughs> saying it's November 30th, like a madman. <laughs> I mean, 11 and, months isn't anything to be embarrassed about, though. Yeah, I made 11 months without falling, and, uh hate to have it happen that way, but you know what? Don't fall down. 2K19 is a month around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> How are y'all's weeks? <laughs> way, way less intense. <laughs> it's pretty busy where I'm at. We're up into like five to 6,000 people averaging a day now that we're into December. So the phones are off the hook. The dough is being slung. Yeah, it's Good. concert season for me. Um, so I have a concert this week, three concerts next week. Ooh, someone's getting a ring. End of the semester slash final season for me, so everything is stressful, but hopefully we'll survive. Knock on wood. Wow, this is like the first time in what? 22 years or that we haven't had to take a test in December. <laughs> yeah. I am so jealous of y'all. Feels good, man. Now Feels I have to good. grade tests. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't have to take them. Very true. Very true. Well, we should start talking about what we came here to talk about, which is a new football coach. Wait, Larry Fedora, not Larry Fedora, oh, shoot, I was going to make a joke about Ron Rivera, but I, I missed it. I whiffed. Oof. <laughs> like you me. done goofed. I done goofed. Uh, Mav, how about you You introduce the man? It's the return of the Mac. It's the return of the Mac. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I know Colby is going to block me now. But yes, it has been officially announced. 
that one William Mac Brown has been hired to become the new head football coach for Carolina football. So I don't think any of our surprises, because when we spoke last week, we all kind of mentioned him at the very end and said that it was a very strong chance that we were going to grab him. Um, there was a lot of the same general reactions, I think, on social media and everywhere else. It was uh, a lot of the, he's 67 years old, coming out of retirement. Um, how much does he have left in the tank? Does this reek of booster money? And The, the answer is yes. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe it is. But that I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing at this point. Um, so I guess I, from now we can I just have discuss sources it. that sources that tell me that this is 100% the Rams club. I, I don't, I, mean, I don't think anyone could be able to see it other, any other way. I don't understand yeah. how you can reason with yourself that it's anything the else other than a booster. Is what really gets me. Right. Like we discussed this on Sunday and he, it was announced basically on Monday. So, I mean, you, it's hard to get that kind of stuff together. Cause, uh, did y'all, were y'all able to watch the introductory press conference on Tuesday? I did not. I did not get a chance to watch it. No, Bubba was like telling, tell but they had to go through like UNC's HR. They had to get an emergency board of trustees meeting. They had to get the lawyers to draw up the contract, like, and they did it really, really quickly. And so, it, I mean, it screams that this was always something that was going to be in the cards or in the back pocket. And so, it kind of the opportunity made itself very clear. I think. I don't like it. I, I just don't think that it could be any worse than Fedora was the past two years. And granted, saying that is asking for trouble. <laughs> but I can hear the narrator now. It could get worse. <laughs> it did get worse. And it did get worse. Like I said, I don't know if we can do worse in the last two years. Like, I think even Mac Brown at this stage of his career... I think we're at least going to get four wins, and that's all he needs to become the winningest coach in Carolina football history. And so I think we can at least do that. You know how many wins he has now? 69. Nice. Noise. So, so, I mean, the big thing for me is that in the press conference, he checked every single box that I had when it came to my concerns, focusing on in-state recruiting, fixing discipline issues, making Carolina the cool school again and closing down the state and making this the destination. I mean, and it's already been clear in the next, in the last couple of days with already some of the new hires that we'll discuss in a moment that they are punching really hard when it comes to these in-state recruits and trying to get people to flip before now, the early signing period. Let's, like let's, Greg Robinson. Let, oh, Yikes. Let, let's not get there yet. Uh, let's not get it twisted. Like, all the hype around this hire – kind of centered around the idea that Mac Brown would come back and then somewhere in the ether, like in the space in between worlds, someone was like, Hey, you know who else is going to come? What is it? Uh, Gene Chizik and was it Kingsbury? Yeah. yeah. Kingsbury. It's like, he's going to get both of them too. And then everyone's like, Oh my God, that's actually a squad for a coaching staff. And that did not materialize at all. <laughs> and so my hype died down like tenfold. I mean, I still think there are some hires left to discuss. Like, we still haven't filled the offensive coordinator position. I'm not even sure if they really nailed down the defensive coordinator position. Yeah, um, he's listed as out. a he's listed as a co-defensive coordinator. 
even though there's not a second one yet? Yeah, so currently it's still Tommy Thickpin um, as the one co. And so I don't know if he will completely take it now or, um, or that he's still looking for a co kind of role. Who knows, man? You know what? But, I'm happy. You know what would make me really happy? Going to a bowl and winning that bowl. <laughs> that would make me happy. That That's all Matt Brown has to do. Before? That's all he has to do. For me personally, and I feel like a lot of people to be happy. That would make a ton of people happy. That just instantly reminds me of the band dinner. Because you're the one that said three bowl games, zero Zero wins. (laughs) (laughs) You're dang right. (laughs) So I I think probably the biggest hire so far is bringing back Dre Bly to coach the secondary. I mean, that's a layup. I believe that's number 31, Dre Bly, to you. Yeah. I mean, that's the original uh, rude boy. So, I mean, he's going to bring a lot of youth. He is the rudest boy. So, I'm happy about that one. Um, Tim Brewster, who was a recruiter formerly at Texas A&M, who actually was on Matt Brown's staff, both at North Carolina and Texas, also returning. Um, both uh, Mac and Tim have already hit uh, several uh, high schools in the state, already doing a lot of recruiting um, as of late. Tim Brewster, he's quite a hype man on the Twitter. He is. He's got me hyped up sometimes. I'm like, oh, okay. So. He's all in. And I, I still think there's a lot left to do. I still think we could get a really nice offensive coordinator, um, especially if the Rams club has all this money. I think we could definitely get something going. So here's what I have to say about Mac Brown recruiting, which is a tweet from Monday from Bomani Jones. So Bomani, for y'all that don't know, is a Texas fan. So he is very familiar with Mac Brown. Well, and he also went to UNC for, at some point, did he not? Yeah, he got his master's in economics from Carolina. Yeah, so he's, I feel like he's familiar with both. Yeah, he's familiar with both, like, athletic um, athletic vibes on both campuses. But he said, as a defender of Mac Brown for 10 years, he didn't recruit a lineman that made the NFL after 2004, didn't recruit a quarterback worth a damn after 2005, and that's Colt McCoy. And it's not like he's going to walk back into the Tidewater and recruit like he did in 1995. Is Colt McCoy really that old? Yes. Holy crap. He was Vince Young's successor. Wow. I yeah, because that old. national championship game was like 2009. And that's the year yeah, that the he left. Yeah, the one where he got hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been almost, it's been almost 10 years. Because that was the first Bama year. And this is the same uh, Mac Brown who didn't think that Johnny Manziel, Jameis Winston, Patrick Mahomes, uh, and I forgetting one other, like, Heisman-winning quarterback. They didn't think that they were good enough either for Texas or good enough to play quarterback. Like, he wanted to put Patrick Mahomes at safety. That's fair. Oh, granted, but you I just think he's going to be on a different home... playing field. And you just need to hit one home run. You don't need to get every guy. But he couldn't... But he was at Texas. At Texas, you can, at Texas, you can get anybody you want at quarterback. And that's not about recruiting. That's about recognizing talent. I, don't know, I just I'm, feel like North Carolina is a different kind of playing field than Texas honestly would be. Because my biggest thing is that, especially in this state, 
all of these in-state recruits are going to the Appalachian states, the ECUs, and now the NC states, and they're kicking our butt because we overlook them. And I feel like Mac Brown's going to do a, at least a better job of finding those recruits than Larry apparently has because there's a, there's already been reports among people who have sources in the high school football community who have said they have been on a trail through all these schools and that a lot of coaches are feeling like a lot more hope in connecting with the staff. Maybe I'll see him at my um, high school's football game on Friday. Let's see. Maybe. <laughs> I, I, it's the safe hire. Is it long-term? No. What was it, a five-year contract? Yeah. Something like that. And it, it's getting us through the buyout for a very small, relatively speaking, sum of money. Assuming Larry doesn't take another job. Yeah. Um, but my question is, how quick does the lustfulness of the higher uh, fade off if we lose to South Carolina on August 29th? Hmm. That's a great question. I think like I said, I'm going to keep my expectations tempered, like just still knowing the, the outlook of the team. I mean, we have a lot of people that will be stacked, especially on the offensive side, but defensively we are still very, very limited at this point. And we were already at that place this year. So I'm just keeping my expectations tempered. But I know that, honestly, more than two wins, it's a victory of a season for me, honestly. Now, I'm not, but I'm not saying anyone on this podcast would overreact. None of us would do that. But no. I'm saying, like, the general, like, the general, general Carolina public. You mean the inside Carolina's <laughs> message boards? Yes. That's um, exactly what I'm talking that about. That place is a hellscape. No, I mean... <laughs> There are going to be people that are naturally like just immediately jump off the bandwagon, I think. And what's currently scaring people now is that, we, and which is natural with any coaching change, we have lost already like four recruits, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, um, I feel like committed. that's normal, though, because when you have a, when normal. you lose the coach that recruited you, it's, it's you know. And you're, you're released from your NOI if, if your coach leaves. So. You commit to the coach, not to the school necessarily, a lot of times. And so it's natural for people. If not, and that's not to say they could recommit. They're just reopening their commitment. Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm not sure if I was what I said was correct. If your coach leaves, then it's easy. It's easier to get out of your. Yeah, AI. that's fair. Yeah. You're not necessarily released, but it's not as not nearly as difficult. It's not as binding. Yeah. But this is sort of like a kind of thing that people have suggested as well because this recruiting class was not really star-studded to begin with in terms of, like, firepower and, and, and filling um, needs for next year. So they hadn't really gotten to those kind of recruits yet. So that people are saying, like, they kind of left Mac with nothing, not as much to work with normally anyway because when he got hired, we were already, like, the 71st uh, in the rankings for recruiting classes. And now we've jumped down to like 90th or 91st. So, I mean, they have a lot of work cut out from next time. I think the first year should be like a playing on house money kind of year. Use that to kind of establish the M word and get some more recruits for the 2020. We probably need to move on. Uh, But anything else uh, regarding Mac Brown? I would say that I'm excited about Carolina football for the first time since the Duke game 
two years ago. That really was the slap in the face that turned this whole program upside down, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. I pissed. I passed the kidney stone to watch that crap. <laughs> I was there. I saw it with my eyes. I paid money to go see that game. I wasn't even Is with that the, the band. Kidney stone where we thought you died. Yes. yes. My luck ran <laughs> out in the hospital. Gosh, I thought you were like Maverick. terminal, dude. <laughs> I thought he was like. I thought we were ready to say, "Deuces, Maverick." See you in the afterlife. Like, Y'all saw me like just an hour before. I yeah. sent that out. The the one the time Mav got a was in the hospital and we all almost killed him. Yeah. No, I remember at the end of the game, I was like, if it came down to having a kidney stone and beating Duke. Um. I'd, I'd always take the kidney stone, but unfortunately I got both. Wah, wah. All right. Also, uh, Matt Brown's going to put butts in seats. That was what I was going to say. Just his Hall of Fame pedigree, I think that's going to attract a lot more people. Just to see him as coaching, I think that's a good marketing ploy. And one last thing before we move on, the University of North Carolina is now one of two schools with a national championship uh, winning coach in football and basketball, the other being Kansas. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. we were, so Carolina really is Kansas football now. Ah, <laughs> uh, kill me. We have a final four. The playoff has been released. We are going to see Oklahoma versus Bama and Clemson versus Notre Dame. Before we talk about that, to the state of Georgia, why do you root for these teams when you know they're going to just Kali Ma the hell out of your chest and take your heart right out (laughs) Indiana Jones style? Just why? Like, I can come to terms with the fact that both UNC football and Panthers football are some buns. But they just give, like, Georgia athletics in general just give you so much hope only to just let you down at the very last second. I saw a crazy stat that was, like, of the two times that Georgia, the last two times Georgia's played Alabama, I think this is accurate, I'm not quite sure. They led for 118 minutes and lost both games. That's tragic. Very. <laughs> Just tragic. Um, but we have our top four. Uh, did they get it right? That's what yes. we're here to talk about. I think they got it right. Uh, if you all saw my tweets earlier, I said uh, there's no way that they, the committee could justify keeping Oklahoma out despite how good Georgia did look against Bama. Is Georgia one of the four best teams in the country? Yes. But by the logic that the committee has set up themselves, you could not justify putting either Ohio State or uh, Oklahoma in that in that spot. And remember... Georgia got mollywalked by LSU earlier this year. And that's yeah. really what did it for them. If they had gone undefeated and just lost to Alabama in the conference championship, I think they probably would have gotten it 
but yeah, I would agree with that, especially LSU, with a great showing against Alabama. Yes, that is, I think, the only scenario that would push Oklahoma out because Oklahoma only has one loss and they won a conference championship, and mm-hmm. I think that's what put them over the hump. And Ohio State was just too little, too late for them. Yeah, when you get smacked by Purdue, it's like there's only so much you can do at that point. Uh, I think they got it right, honestly. Yeah, this is the first year I'm, like, totally fine with that, how it shook out. Now, we have more that are upset. Now, UCF did get a higher ranking from last year, despite many saying that they're not as good of a team overall. They finished eighth in the I final I am one rankings. of those people. <laughs> and so that's coming into the new conversation as well, is how is someone in the group of five going to be able to get into the playoff? What is the path? if you've been undefeated for two years and still can't even get into the playoff. We might be able to discuss that in the audible, but first... What? Rip Tua. Yeah. Is he... I didn't get to really watch the rest of that game because I went to go see the Charlotte Symphony Orchestra because I'm hashtag cultured. Um, So what what happened to Tua? I kind of missed it. Uh, his ankle again. Is it more serious this time? He has to have surgery he... on it. Oh, so like he's out, out. Well, and they're still saying that he should be back by the Orange Bowl, which is kind of a bold statement. That's that kind of, yeah. Play. That's a little bold. But, but at the same time, welcome back, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, as much as I hate Bama, it was nice to see Jalen Hurts come out there and like, you know. <laughs> do the quarterbacking thing again. Now, here's the problem that I have. After Jalen Hurts came in, I saw Joe G- Giglio. What is his name? Okay. I don't know. He works. He were, He covered. He used to cover UNC for like a year for for the News and Observer. Now he covers. I mean, he covers it. Duke now. Really? He covers State. I thought. One of those. One of the two. Uh, he covers State was talking – he made some kind of comment that was like, and you're telling me – I quote, and you're telling me Kelly Bryant didn't quit on his team, unquote. And I'm just like, that just doesn't sit right with me. One chose to stay because it was his choice. The other chose to leave because it was his choice. Yeah, Both did what, what they, they feel. For him. Both did what they felt was best for them. So why are you saying they, quote, unquote, quit on the – like, it just sit, it just sat wrong with me. Yeah. But state peeps, what do you do? What do you what? So. So yeah, did anyone else get to watch? I was um I was working on Saturday and spent the second half of the day with Carlos, so I didn't get to watch much championship football. So did anything else that remarkable happen that y'all saw? I didn't Oakland. watch any. Oklahoma versus uh, versus uh, Texas was a good game. I oh, didn't get to see we that. Didn't, we didn't even talk about how Bama won this game. Did you uh, Did you hear about this catastrophic play, Colby? I didn't either. So it's like what? like three minutes left. I was driving. Yeah, I was driving. I didn't get to to see it. Georgia had the ball. With, like in Alabama had all three other timeouts. Georgia had the ball with like three minutes to go. They get fourth and eleven. They fake punt it. 
and they're at the 50-yard line, and they get two yards and give Alabama the ball at the midfield with Jalen Hurts coming. That's where they get the go-ahead touchdown. So he got cute with it. Yes, it was absolutely terrible call. Fourth and 11, you said? Fourth and 11 at the 50-yard line. That's reckless. That's not smart play calling. That's just reckless. And that's what gave Alabama the ball to go ahead. Ouch. I did not Whereas they could have punted it all the way back to Alabama and then they'd have to march all the way across the field. So. That's tragic, bro. Remarkable. Get off that narcotic. Kirby was not so smart with that play. Kirby dumb, am I right? Ah! <laughs> is it time for an audible? Yes. <laughs> so this segment is brought to you by Audible. For you listeners of Never Made Varsity, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. My recommendation for this week is The Joy Luck Club by Amy Tan. You can download it or another audiobook free by trying audible.com. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash nmvpod for your free audiobook. So, how does UCF get into the playoff? I think we should change the playoff format. But it's too soon. No, I think we should as well. I'm going to disagree. Oh, the battle lines have been drawn. Where you at, David? Uh, I think it needs to change. Ooh, three to one. The old heads versus the new kid. I have I have two changes I want to make. Okay. okay. One, I think we should go back to BCS rankings. Yes, I agree with that completely. I think everybody wanted to play off. Nobody wanted to play off committee. Yeah, the committee is horrible. I think going back to a BCS ranking would, I think a lot of people would calm down about human-made decisions. Uh, there's a website that keeps up with BCS rankings just to see like how they would look right now if the BCS was a thing. Uh, so the top four would be, counting down, Oklahoma, Alabama, Notre Dame, and Clemson at number one. Can you say that for me one more time? I'm sorry. Oklahoma, Bama, Notre Dame, Clemson at number one. Okay. Still with Georgia and Ohio State at 5-6, um, UCF at 7, Michigan at 8. Is this so using it, the pre- or post-switch uh, with margin of victory in computer rankings? I am not sure. I, I'd have to read on how, yeah. how he does it. Hmm. Uh, but but yeah. you said for eight total? Uh, well, at my... What I want for the playoff, either go to eight, and because I don't think there are more than eight teams in the country at a time that deserve a shot at the national championship. The way that football works, I think once you get more than eight, you're getting a little squirrely with teams that deserve a shot at the title. I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. That's I'd be okay with six, give the top two a bye, but... I do not think that six should be a thing. I think that the bye in as short of a season as college football 
a bot, an extra buy is going to be a big advantage, even just from an injury standpoint. And I know that you could just say win more games, but I do think that a level playing field matters. Perhaps. I'm not hard set on the buy. I think eight would be fine. I'm similar to eight. I'm not sure if mine helps UCF or any lower conferences because I was going to have eight teams. It's the Power Five conference champions and three alternates. Because the conference champions are going to be the usual suspects in the top four. And then you're allowed to pick out using like BCS rankings for the other three. And so with this playoff ranking, UCF would be in. So it would be Clemson, Bama, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and, and Washington. Peck Washington won the Pac 12. Yeah, I think. And then to fill it out, it would be UM. Georgia, UCF, and Michigan. Yeah. See, that sounds appealing to me. I mean, like Power I... Five conference champions and three alternates. Wait. Uh, no, you're forgetting Notre Dame. Uh, I am forgetting Notre Dame. The UCF that's, would not that's make That's probably it. The, the blind spot, uh, too. Because... I think it gets close between UCF and Michigan. Yeah, that is a I good mean, point I think you because can make an argument because Notre Dame obviously with their whole conference situation. What do you do now, about that? You force them into the ACC. No, you you make them into a fight for an at large. <laughs> yeah, I think it's fine for them to fight for an at large. I think that financially it doesn't make sense for them to join a conference, and you shouldn't punish them for that. So yeah, I guess in that regard, they just can't guarantee themselves an automatic bid. So yeah. think of it kind of like in... I also don't think that automatic bid should be a thing. Because then, in a world of upsets, then the playoff this year, you have Alabama or Georgia, whatever. They're both good. You have Pitt. You have Northwestern. And who in the world did Washington play? Well, then Clemson would get in as at-large. Yeah, but then you have two bad teams in the playoff. There's no way... That Notre, that not Notre Dame does deserve to be in, in my opinion. There's no way that Northwestern and Pitt deserve to be in the playoff. In the words of my cousin, any team that loses to North Carolina should be declared ineligible for postseason play. Pitt does not deserve to be in the playoff after losing to us. Perhaps. I think David. it's fine at four. Because ah. anything Pat... I think eight is too many where you're getting into the range of teams that don't deserve to get in, like, say, Washington. You think a three-loss team from the Pac-12 really has a chance at winning it all? Deserves to have a chance at winning it all? Well, why not? Like, even if you quote-unquote deserve, like, even if they don't quote-unquote deserve, like, having those eight teams, like, when you name off those, those eight teams, it's like, I would want to watch all those teams try to fight for it, and... Maybe I'm just, like, by myself in this, but I love seeing chaos. Like, I would love to see more chances for someone that's not Bama to win this dang national championship. I don't know, because chaos is how you get Villanova killing Michigan in the national championship. And chaos delegitimizes the playoff in determining the best team. Well, playoffs are already bad. Uh, No, because playoffs are not for determining the best team. Playoffs are for entertainment. I think it's it's dependent on what you believe the point of the postseason is. Is it to determine the best team? No. Or is it just to determine who wins? 
it's to determine who wins. It's not going to, the best, it's not true that the best team wins every year. Are you kidding? Like, no, I don't think that's the case. Because if you wanted the, if you really wanted the best team, you would, I mean, the only way to find the best team is to do uh, 100, however many teams there are, 128 team round robin. (laughs) And just have them, everybody plays everyone twice. And that's not going to happen. So you get the system that you have, and the playoff is the most entertaining way to find a champion. Yes, I agree, but I think that you should balance entertainment with determining the best team. And I think that four teams, when the worst of them this year is a one-loss conference champion, there's an argument for all of them being the best team. Obviously... We all agree, and everyone in the country agrees, that Alabama is head and shoulders the best team in the country and maybe the best college football team of all time. But four teams, you have four teams that have an argument that they could be the best team in the country, and by playing the three playoff games, the one that wins has a legitimate argument in saying that. Whereas I do not think whatsoever that a three-loss Washington can even sniff arguing that they're better than a 13-0 Alabama who has destroyed everyone except Georgia this past week. But what if? But also, they would catch Alabama in the first round and it would be nothing anyway. Like, do you think that Loyola Chicago was one of the four best teams in the country last year? But then that, in basketball? That's, that, that kind of goes to our point. It's not about the best teams. It's like It's about entertainment value and... Who's just going to win it out? Sometimes Closing the best teams arguments, win. Closing arguments, please. Huh? Closing arguments, please. Well, it's like, you know, does the best team, do the one seeds win the NCAA tournament every year? No. It's not about the quote-unquote best teams. It's about one entertainment value and how much money they can make. And I feel like when you engage more teams, you get more revenue, you get more eyes on the screen. Um... And at the end of the day, it's 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 just about money and entertainment value. And the more teams you add in there, it's you know the more. Mav, you, do you have a closing argument? Yeah, go for it. The reason why I just kind of centered mine around the conference champions, just because I feel like that's what the playoff committee has at least tried to to make a precedence on, is that you know ruling your conference should mean something. Um, well, yeah. Well, to to help you with that point, sorry to interrupt you, Matt, but like it kind no of. Problem puts the stakes. It adds stakes to that conference championship, does it not? It does. It makes it ten That's times fair. more interesting. I just think... Because otherwise, it's like it's sometimes... Because I've seen in plenty of sports where the, really the conference championship is just like an extra trophy to put on your sack. It has no real meaning. Um, it's just more bragging rights, if anything. But... And the, my reason being, the reason why I go off so much on it because it's the conference champions that are the usual suspects when you're thinking of the four. I mean, the Pac-12 is a little bit... Yeah. The conference of champions. Scoot them away a little bit as of now. But East like, Coast bias. But think of the other four conference champions. You could make an argument for each one of them, because a lot of people think Ohio State had at least some case, but not a whole lot of a case. But it's those teams that you're like, if they're re- winning their conference, they have a shot. Mike Houston to ECU. That's a big pickup, I think, for ECU. 
unfortunately. Ooh, yeah. yeah, so it is. My big argument is I believe that the point of the playoff, I agree that entertainment matters and obviously money talks. And so I do think an expansion is inevitable to get more playoff games. But at the end of the day, the point is to determine the best team. And not only does expanding the postseason playoff delegitimize the claims at best team, but then what's the point of the regular season? Because then you can lose more and more games and still get in the playoff. We should move on. We should have your fans poll. We should poll the fans, see what they think. Aaron, your sports purist is showing. Oh, I know. I'm such a sports purist. <laughs> um, we got whooped by Michigan. Yeah, it was our November game. I thought that was Texas. Or well, is that the no, Texas game? No, that's the Texas game. <laughs> Kobe White is good. Everyone else is bad. That's the I... lesson I learned from the game. Where, I mean, where, been, like in the first five minutes, we look decent. Where is that one lineup came in? Where, where is Kenny Williams? Where is Kenny Williams? He's having his slump early this year. Uh, he better hop the hell out of it. <laughs> and all y'all jumped on me about not y'all specific. I'm using the the royal y'all. The all royal. y'all jumped on me when I said that maybe we should replace Kenny with Nas in the starting lineup. I said the same thing. <laughs> Again, not y'all y'all, the royal y'all. <laughs> I said put Nas's big butt in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, the that second unit is not good. Yeah. Like there's there's no scoring. In it. Oh, sound familiar. So, who do you think? What do you think would fix that? Putting somebody on the bench that can score. But can he (laughs) score right now? Then put. You know what? Would y'all would y'all call me crazy if I said put Cam on the bench? I think we should pull Tom Thibodeau and just play Kobe White all forty minutes. I, mean, Say, I feel like to hell with has been the better one of late, but he did have a really bad game, I think, against Michigan. He's had a bad few games. Like he did, like I, he disappears now way more often than he did all last season, and he's healthy right now. And he just kind of uh, shrinks, and not physically, obviously, but <laughs> but he uh. Just kind of goes away and shows up at the last second. It it was just kind of dumbfounding to watch, and it's always the sort of things where the one player goes off. It's the freshman kid. I, I forgot where he's from. He's from the one Canada. with the pun- the one Brzez- with the punchable face. Yeah, Brzezinskis or whatnot. Porzingis. No, I forgot what his last name is, but and hyping up the crowd and stuff. Yes, David, as you mentioned, just a face that somebody could punch. Not really, though. The high ball screen defense is bad. Non-existent. Yep. The dribble drive defense is also bad. Everything's bad right now. I mean, Roy said this is the worst defensive team he's ever coached. 
Yeah. Like, despite all the issues, and Michigan is a great defensive team. Don't get me wrong. This, like, our team, despite the struggles that they've had with our seniors, they can score. They, I don't think offense is going to be the issue. It's whether we can get enough stops to, to, to do anything in any game. It, it, right now, it's, it's a no. We can't do anything because we can't get stops. The way that North Carolina basketball works is that your defense helps fuel your offense. And right now, it, it's not doing anything. I think what, we had two fast break points against Michigan. That's not, that's not North Carolina basketball. Yep, it was pretty frustrating. Like once, kind of Roy took them uh, the starters out and kind of benched them for the rest of the game. I was like, "Yep, uh, that's all, folks." <laughs> so, heels got blasted, eighty-four to sixty-seven. Uh, we didn't lose by twenty. Didn't lose by twenty. We but- also did not cover. Friendly reminder, <laughs> really, friendly reminder that Michigan lost in a similar matter, manner last year and went to the national championship. That's true, so. but Michigan also generally has an awful start to the season and they come together at the end of the year every single season. So is Carolina. Is it football season yet? <laughs> is it baseball season yet? Is it field hockey season yet? Yeah, is it field hockey soccer season, season yet? yet? Good segue, but I really like soccer now. Uh, real quick before before that, coming up we have CB McGrath and the um, ECWs. Um, UNC Dub. Yeah, they're Seahawks. Yeah. Did you say the so ECW Seahawks? Might maybe. <laughs> <laughs> The Extreme Championship E-C Wrestling dub. Seahawks. E-C dub. E-C dub. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a soccer game today. Yeah. Um, I could take this one. So, the women's soccer team for Carolina was in the College Cup on Friday and Sunday. And I like soccer now. We took a band to the game because it was at Wake Med in Cary. Fake fan. I'm a fake fan. Of soccer. Maybe I'll be a real fan now. I don't know. Evan's trying to get me into EPL. Um, but anyways, we played Georgetown, who was... I don't know if we... It was all one seeds that were left. I don't know if we were the two or the three, but Stanford was definitely the one because they had the longest active win streak. At 45. And, yeah, which pales in comparison to our top three longest win streaks, all of which are over 100. Whew. Um, Whew. But anyways... We were not in at nothing-nothing the whole game against Georgetown. And in the second overtime period, we scored a goal. And I got excited because, like, goal in overtime, heck yeah. And then everyone started freaking out, and I realized that it was a sudden victory situation. And I flipped out. Uh, My heart rate got up to, like, 144 during overtime. 
So I was enjoying myself, but I was very stressed. And then today we played Florida State, and we lost in a heartbreaker. We lost one nothing on a goal that was just pure luck. Our goalie I heard it was dove, deflected. Like, it was deflected off of somebody. Yeah, our goalie dove expecting a shot, which should have come, but the girl for Florida State whiffed, and both our player and she tripped, and the ball went into the other side of the goal, just, like, sputtering in there, like, in slow motion. And I feel and really bad. I think bad. we just got a little too tired at that moment. Like, yeah, I, we, we lost momentum. One step ahead. We lost momentum after that. And I think throughout the game, we were getting outplayed physically by, by Florida State. And I don't like complaining about the refs, but the refs did no favors. Because in Friday's game, I'm pretty sure there were two whistles like to stop play for a foul the whole game. Today, there were probably... Maverick, would you say there were like 15? No, I think there were 21. We had 12. Florida State had 9. Yeah, so it seems like it was I guess that last one at the very end, that made it uh, 12 to 10. That seems like it was an even split, but there were a couple times where the whistle was blown on what should have been an advantage for us, where they made us stop and reset. And moments like that were not helpful. And really affected the game when it cut when it came down to it. But it was very fun to be there with band. There are new rules in college soccer that you can now play literally whenever you want, as long as there's nothing going on on the PA. Uh, so Tiger and I really enjoyed having complete freedom. And halfway through our game on Friday a lady with ESPN came over and mic'd us, which was awesome. Yeah, that and from cool. what I heard, we sounded good on TV. So, yeah, you'll do. tag. So, here's, a, here's the real question for y'all. Anson Dorrance hasn't won a championship since 2012. Is he on the hot seat? Go. No, he signed a five-year extension the other day. I'm joking. His quote it's a joke. Was, his quote was one of the best quotes that I've ever seen I, from a Carolina coach. I did see did that quote. Yeah. So for anyone that didn't see it, no, he you. said, uh, uh, a sports writer with ESPN uh, asked him how long he has in him, and his reply was, I hope to die. I like to, I'd like to die on the job, and I hope I die on the field after beating the shit out of Duke, and he said to keep the shit in the quote. <laughs> so we will hear, too. Yes. So, for journalistic purposes. For journalistic purposes, I have to keep that in. Yes. So, like, I've sat in a classroom and listened to this guy talk, and I could hear his voice. Like, I know how he kind of articulates. And I've, it's just, he's just an amazing guy (laughs) by how he talks. Because he was talking about when he coached the World Cup team back in the late 80s for women's soccer, how they beat the crap. I forgot who they played. Was it South Korea? He's like, we beat the crap out of them. <laughs> but uh, I'll replace that word for non-journalistic purposes. <laughs> Let's um, quacks. Let's go NFL. Do we I have to? watch the Browns game, but we got crushed. Uh, Panthers are tanking for Zion. 
<laughs> what was it? Four interceptions. Yep. Four interceptions. You see the quote by Rivera after the game. I do, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. Was is Jordan Rodriguez your beat reporter? Yeah, yeah. yeah she she asked if um if he's worried about job security. He was yes. like, "Don't ask me that question again." Yes. <laughs> and she asked it again. And she asked it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're both teams celebrating after the game in the end zone because that's how you know his job's on the line. <laughs> oh God. There were no celebrations. But, yeah, Ron's uh, on the hot seat. Sure, whatever. Get him out of here. I'm over it. Um, uh, who would you replace well, him with? Mike McCarthy? No. Oh, I would actually kill myself. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go. We need somebody who understands that defense is not the way anymore. It was before, but I feel like we need a Matt Nagy. It like don't don't kill me, Andy Reid type, <laughs> Mister Eggman himself. Get out the first round of the playoffs. <laughs> yes, minus that. But no, for real, somebody somebody who ha- who can utilize people like Cam Newton, people like uh, Christian McCaffrey, people like Jarius Wright, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. The snap count versus Curtis Samuel is a joke. Yep. Uh, apparently, Ron took over some of the defensive play calling today. And look at how well that went. I will say that McCaffrey has been unfreaking believable recently. He's yeah. carrying my fantasy team right now. I'm a huge fan of him. Get him the ball every play. He's a bad little white dude. Titans beat the Jets. The Jets beat them. Beat the Jets. Boy, did we snatch victory from the jaws of defeat because we played horrible to start this game. I think we got down 13-0 and uh, at some point, and then for whatever reason, we started coming back after halftime. Derrick Henry scored a touchdown, um, and then in the fourth quarter, Marcus Mariota threw a fantastic pass to Corey Davis to go ahead, 26-22. And then to seal the game, Malcolm Butler got an interception to end the game. So um, I don't think we should have beaten the Jets. Um, I think we were a better team than them. So it's still a little bit embarrassing, but a W is a W. And we still have a long way if we're going to make the playoffs. Um, Alvin Kamara is not concussed. Did you see the hit? On him? Mm, yes, I did. Yes. He got slammed in the head. Passed out, like legitimately passed out, and came in like three plays later after the next shot of him was him on the sidelines just like inhaling the smelling salts. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that wasn't good. I think that is questionable at best. Kareem Hunt went bye-bye. Yeah. Yes. I, y'all, y'all, y'all want to talk about this one? I, I, what I want to say is that it's cool of the Chiefs to let um, people trade in their jerseys. I didn't see that they were doing that. That is a good move of them. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you have a Kareem Hunt jersey um, and you don't want it anymore, uh, don't blame you. Go get a new one. Wish I could do that with my Kelvin Benjamin jersey, but I feel like the circumstances aren't as equitable. Mm. Um, but yeah, that I'm from a football perspective. Uh, the Chiefs still won today, but I have no idea who their backup running back is. Spencer uh, Ware, Spencer isn't Ware. Yeah, it is. Gotcha. He's serviceable. Uh, but the big news that came down right as we were about to start, uh, Mike McCarthy has been fired as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, that's, I why, didn't really, I, I, that's why I suggested him. Oh, shoot. I did not hear that one. Whoa, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I That one went way over my head. <laughs> yeah, so um, the Packers fired McCarthy. Wow. I think that rightfully so. Yeah. You can't have maybe the best quarterback ever and be this bad. And have him hate you. That too. Because he has completely lost the team over the past year. Yeah. It is not good. Can you imagine, like, an Aaron Rodgers in a Matt Nagy system or in, like, a Kyle Shanahan system or... Andy Reid system. Andy Reid, something that will, like, actually use him the way you use (laughs) an Aaron Rodgers. Like, unreal. But McCarthy, out to paint. Gonzo. Gone, gone. Anything else with the NFL? I don't think so. Uh, no. Did so, anything else happen? Like the whole, there is the Reuben Foster stuff in addition to the Kareem Hunt. What happened oh, with yeah. Reuben Foster? He got signed by the uh, by Washington after he got released by um, the Niners. Why did he get cut? Uh, another domestic violence. Um, is this oh, number okay. three or number two? Number two off the top of my head, there might that's do I remember two. And there are now, rumors that the Eagles are looking at Kareem Hunt. And the thing was with uh, Washington is they picked him up off waivers. However, he's still on the commissioner's exempt list, so it's not like he's going to be playing. I will say not that I'm condoning anything that Kareem Hunt ever did because I'm not, and I think he should never play another game of football in his life. But I think it's kind of outrageous that he is immediately released and will likely never play another game of football. Yet guys like Joe Mixon and Tyree Kill, who have very similar, if not worse, domestic violence incidents, are still on teams and in star player roles. It's almost like it's not about what they actually did and 100% about the optics. Yeah. And also if there's video of it. Yep. A la Ray Rice. Yeah. Um, there's going to be a Captain Marvel trailer tomorrow. I just want Avengers 4. Or Avengers, uh... Is it 4? 3? Yeah. 4. Avengers 4. I always forget that Civil War is a Captain America movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's Avengers 4. There were rumors that it would come out at the Q&A that the Russos did with Collider. Um, but that did not happen, and they said they weren't going to take any questions about Avengers 4 or the trailer. The new rumor is that we're going to get a Captain Marvel trailer tomorrow and an Avengers 4 trailer on Wednesday. So, we out here that's where we're hype. standing. I just want it all. I know. So, have y'all heard anything about Avengers 4? Like, anything about story-wise, like... Is it uh, for some reason I heard that they were going to introduce a new villain, but I think that's a terrible idea. I haven't heard anything, and if even if I did, I probably wouldn't believe them. That's a good point. So yeah, I don't know. Hopefully next week we can all freak out together. Except about me. an Avengers trailer. Except Aaron, because I am not culturally relevant slash informed. Um, I, so, last week I saw Ralph Breaks the Internet, but I forgot to talk about it on the podcast. So, yeah, I saw Ralph Breaks the Internet, the follow-up to Wreck-It Ralph, uh, the 2012 movie, and I really liked it. I really hate that the Emoji Movie is a thing, because this takes all the stuff of the Emoji Movie and does it a hundred times better. (laughs) Um, also the scene with the princesses that everyone was freaking out about in the trailer is even better in the movie. And now I just want a movie of all the princesses doing princess stuff. It was real funny. I really liked their dynamic. It was a good time. Also, it's a, I think it's a good, like spiritual sequel as long as, as well as like a sequel sequel where the first movie was about accepting who you are as a person when this one's very much about interpersonal relationships and how how someone can manage those that's understandable for a kid and an adult and like what friendship behaviors are bad and how to like be a good friend with someone who you aren't as close with anymore so yeah it was a good little movie I liked it do you think that it's necessary to see the first one to see the second one yeah, uh, they do a good little recap. Because I um, haven't the seen the act. first. Um, I don't know why I never saw the first one, but I heard that the second one is worth seeing. And the first one I, as well, but like... I do think the first one is worth seeing, but if you're really just itching to see the second one, I I think you'll be able to catch on pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Go see it. Uh, I also watched all of she um and the princesses of power <laughs> uh which is a reboot of the 80s analog to he-man and it's just a really good fun little show and i really enjoyed it i think a lot of young girls and adults would like it so if you're looking for like something new and animated to watch watch shira the only criticism i have is that it has the voltron problem where the transformation animation <laughs> is entirely too long. Like, 100% too long, and they do it every episode. Isn't that, like, an anime thing in general, though? Not just, like, a Voltron thing? It could be. It just really got on my nerves. It's like Because they did it the first time, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, Voltron. 
Yeah. I, I do like that um, sometimes while she's transforming, they, like, cut away to, like, look at people's reactions to it. And some of those are funny. Um, yeah, it's a good show. Uh, Riverdale. What platform is it? Wait, what platform is it on? Netflix. Okay. 13 20-minute episodes, 24-minute episodes. Oh, uh, maybe I'll watch it then. Yeah. Watch it with Megan. It'll be a good time. Yeah, except we have a queue of like 8 million shows, but you know. As it goes. Typical. You're going too long for the days where you can watch Netflix on your own. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. (laughs) Good time. Uh, Love you, babe. Uh, Riverdale. (laughs) Good save. Oh my gosh, I love Riverdale again. It's getting good again. It's so I, dumb, but it is so good. I saw a tweet. It said, gosh, I love R- Riverdale. Congrats to Riverdale. The first show written entirely from talk or from uh, pr- uh, Apple's predictive text. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the crazy um, dialogue in this week's episode, David? <laughs> is it about the emotional highs and lows of high school football? No, it, it's even better. Um, is it the um, end game thing? Um, yes. Okay, I didn't see that. That's kind of cringy. Because we're end game, Archie. Cringy. Like, now, let me see if I can find my notes from this episode. Because like on either some. side of a relationship spectrum, how would the other person react, or how should someone react to being told that? If someone I mean, told me that we were end game, no matter how serious of a relationship. Or how much I reciprocated the feelings that they felt, I would cringe. Okay, here's what I have. Uh, I love that Alice Cooper scolds Betty for what she did in the last episode, like she was coming home late from curfew. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Um, the I would never hit my son line read is quite possibly the worst line read I've ever heard. It was really terrible. It was... David, I crap you not. I would never hit my son. <laughs> and then the, like the shifty eyes after I was like, "Good lord, that was horrible." Um. Also, uh, Archie hiding in the corner so he couldn't be seen. I thought was the funniest thing. Yeah, that was <sighs> like a hat is the ultimate disguise. <laughs> a hat and slicking your hair over your face. Literally hiding in the corner with his head down. <laughs> but it was fun. It was fine. Uh, and, and Sisters of Quiet Mercy, like, a uh, rite of passage for the kids now. Right? <laughs> Just ship them all there. Why not? That's where Archie's <laughs> going to go and hide. Also, why don't they try and attack the Gargoyle King? The suit has to, like, hurt your mobility. Right? It's just a bunch of sticks. Like, there's only there's almost, only so much this, this Gargoyle King can do. Yeah. I know it's a stupid question. Is it a real person, or is it? They, are they going to go full supernatural with this? I, I think it's a real person, and if it's the person who I think it is, I'm going to be very upset about it. I'll text you right now, Mav. Well, I think I have an idea of, I mean... Do we want to do, like, a brief spoiler, like, spoilery talk so people 
Because who do y'all think it is? I don't know. Um, I could see it being supernatural. I could see it being supernatural because they're going in that route with, like, the seizure girl. Yeah. So I don't think it's out of the question for it to be supernatural. Yeah, seizure girl is weird. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) that, I feel like that's a... I'm not sure if that's a subplot that's completely unrelated or if it has something to do with it. It's probably one of the subplots that they never visit. No, I think the farm... One episode to her and then never talk about it again. I think the farm is going to be related to it all somehow. Um... Mav, I texted you who I thought it, who I think it is. I, that's the exact same thing with me, because they've yeah. been like subtle little nods. It, is not. it subtle though? Is it, Aaron? I'll text you too. But it's okay. to the point where I don't, I feel like it is too much at times. Something that I think kind of unrelated is really impressive that I saw on Reddit is the parallels that they're making between Saw, and I agree with you. That's who I thought. And that's actually so. Major spoiler alerts. Um, from this past episode, so there were big parallels between Saw, which Skeet is it Ulrich, Unkrich, Ulrich, Ulrich yeah, Ulrich. He Ulrich, was maybe I don't know. He was one of the stars in it, right? Mm-hmm. The shot with the Jiffy Pop on the stove and him holding Alice in the past episode were literal shot for shot translations from saw and i thought it was really impressive like in a style study but i think with major spoiler alert coming here when he came in the window i think that everyone expected he to like kill them well that's very i know what you did it last summer all i want to know is jughead still a little cringy he's always been cringy but as I've always said, Cole Sprouse is hot, so it's forgivable. <laughs> do we have anything else to say about Riverdale? I do not. I look forward to Riverdale every week again. I just don't think y'all have experienced the highs and lows of high school football. <laughs> we have through marching band. <laughs> Aaron's getting a switch. Yeah, I am. Well, maybe. Who From knows? Switch at this push point. out back, like my like my grandma used to tell me to go get a switch. <laughs> so I bought a switch on Cyber Monday from GameStop, and it said it would ship within twenty four hours and arrive within four to five business days, and it still hasn't shipped. So yeah, hopefully I'll get here before I go home, because it would kind of suck if it didn't. Um, but if you have any suggestions of games that are good, or if you want to link up and play multiplayer, I'm down. Zelda Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I'm thinking about getting that. I don't think I'm going to get that in my first group of games. So the uh, bundle that I got it in comes with a $50 gift card, so it's basically a game for free. So I think I'm going to get Super Mario Odyssey, and then I'm going to pre-order Smash because Prime gives you a discount on pre-ordered games, and then I'm thinking about getting Mario Kart just because of how multiplayer convenient the Switch is, and that's, like, the best multiplayer game to possibly play. 
especially for casual people. And Colby and David and I are hopefully going to squat up on Fortnite because there's cross-platform compatibility with PS4 and Switch now. So maybe I'll actually play Yee. Fortnite. Yee. Anything else, Mav? How long have we been going? One hour, yeah. 11 minutes. Yeah. Oh, nice. Look at that. Y'all about ready? Yeah. yeah. Let's do it. Well, if you want to find us, you can do that at tinyurl.com slash nevermadevarsity. Leave us a five-star rating and a review on iTunes. Anything you liked or didn't like, be sure to let us know via our Twitter at nevermadepod. Thank you to Audible for sponsoring the show. For your 30-day trial, go to audibletrial.com slash nmvpod. Thank you to David Cutter for the music. I did this in one breath, and we will see you next week. Bye. Deuces.